0: Veterans Day recording, Eleven, eleven, twenty-two. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Booker <laughs> told everyone. The parsha begins with the word Vayera. Vayera, I love Hashem, Bailone, Mamre. What does Vayera mean? So we are accustomed to think that Vayera means he appeared. God, so to speak, appeared to Avraham Avinu. And we're also under the impression, because of Rashi quoting the Gomorrah in Bon Mitzia, that Kav the Rabboni Shalom, came to visit the sick. He came to be Mavaker Chola, because Avram was recovering from his circumcision and it was on the third day afterwards. And because of that, the Ravon came, appeared to him to ask him how he's doing. That's the way we are taught from childhood. That's the way Rashi teaches the generations of the Jewish people. However, we find later in the Torah By Moshe Rabbeinu. And the parsha is called Voeira, which is the same word as Vayera. And there it says that the Rabbinu Sholom said to Moshe, Voeira elabrahom, Yitzhak Vyakov. I appeared unto Avrom Yitzhak, and Yaakov, and I did not reveal myself to them with uh, my name, with the name of Hashem, of Yudkei Vodkei. And they, so to speak, uh, weren't nervous about it. Rashi says, quoting the (laughs) Gemara, We always feel sorry about those that have departed and you don't find such people anymore. So there it's obvious that the Rabboni Sholem is telling Moshe, I appeared to you with the name of Hashem, and you don't have faith, you say, things got worse instead of better, I'm not going to get them out of Egypt. Why did you bother to send me? When I had avram Bitsuk, and Yaakov, and I did not tell them my name, whatever that means, we'll discuss it in a minute, and they never doubted me. I made them grandiose promises, people alone in the world, I said, all of this land is going to belong to you, and you're going to be a great nation. Avram is almost a hundred years old. He doesn't have a son that will follow his ways. Yitzchok and Rivka are barren. Yaakov, Avinu, the troubles that he undergoes are innumerable. They never complained. They never said, you know, it's hello fair. And here, because the redemption did not occur immediately, or to put it better, the redemption did not occur according to how you think it should occur, which is always a problem. It's one of the problems that we face today, is that we don't recognize what happens because it's not happening the way we wanted it to happen. So then what does Vayera mean? What does it mean that God appeared to Avraham? Who initiated the visit? Vayera is a verb that can go both ways. Vayera, eloh of Hashem. Avraham sees God. So Avram initiates the visit. And not Kaviyochel the other way around. And uh, again, we're not accustomed to think of it in those terms. But we should think of it in those terms as well, because this will give us a handle on Avram Avinu. So how, how does Avram visit with God, so to speak? So, as the Torah itself says, that Avram Avinu was a Novi. God, God tells Avimelech, in the dream, Ki Hu. He's a Novi. So uh, what the status of a Novi is, that somehow he has visions that connect him to heaven. Who initiates those visits? In other words, can Anovi turn it on or off? At will. So there are different cases in Tanakh. So it seems, for instance, that we're going to have the next week's Haftorah, about the woman whose son is uh, dead and Elisha will revive him. So uh, when she comes running in, Elisha says, I don't know why she's here. The Lord has hidden it from me. In other words, I turned on, <laughs> like what just happened. Now I right? have my... The battery is low. I turn it on, and I don't know. I don't. Uh, don't the Lord is in from me? What What this is all about? Meaning that it is perfectly possible that the novi, you know, he could turn it on. He'll know. He'll have. And this is the unusual case where he cannot know. He does not know until uh, until Gechaz he tells him and then we have the story of the miraculous revival. So we have here this issue regarding Avrom And uh, Avrom to a certain extent, we have to say, and it goes for Yitzchak and Yaakov as well, they are in constant communication with Hashem. They see Hashem in everything that happens to them. They have like an open band, an open wave with the Ravona Shalom. And therefore, Avraham on the third day of his milah, so he sees, he has his his communication with the Rabboni that the Lord wants to heal him. He has this innate sense that God is coming to heal him so that the Vayera, Elov is initiated by Avraham. And that is basically the complaint of Hashem to Moshe. The ovos were in constant communication with me. So no matter what happened in life, They saw my hand in it, even when things are, so to speak, not as pleasant as we would like them to be, even when things are difficult. In the ten tests, he sees God in each of the ten tests. He doesn't see it as a test against God. We're accustomed to think that all the tests in life are against God. I'm such a good person, so then why did this happen to me? Which is the complaint of Eov. So Eov sees the test that he was subjected to as being, so to speak, anti-God. And therefore, people are crushed by those tests because the test itself destroys the faith. But Avram Havinu sees the test as the relationship to God. That's the interpretation of the Mishnah of He becomes greater from each one because each one intensifies his relationship with the Creator. And in Iov, Famous pasuk, "Hein yaktileni lo ayachel." Hein yaktileni, behold, you come to kill me. Lo ayachel, I still hope in the Rebbeinu The test itself strengthens my faith. And that's one, that is the symbol of Avraham Avinu. The Omad Bakulam becomes greater from each one because his faith is increased by the trouble. So in our time, for instance, uh, without being judgmental, God forbid, rabbis are never judgmental even though we all have opinions. How do we look at the Shoah? How do we look at what happened? So that's a topic that is not often discussed. Because it's so to speak, too, too painful. Now, there were Jews that underwent the privations and tortures of the Shoah and came out, they don't believe in anything anymore. I knew such Jews. I knew them in Chicago, I knew them in Miami Beach, He said it can't be. If there's a God in heaven, you can't have a million and a half children under the age of twelve destroyed. So there isn't any. I knew Jews who underwent the Shoah. And came out uh, not only as believers, but their belief was strengthened even. So here you have two classes of people that are went that underwent uh, the same type of test and uh, came out uh, with uh, Completely different conclusions. So I had, for instance, when I was with the OU, so uh, the chief uh, in charge of the for the OU, when I was there, was a Jew that uh, was in the camps. His whole family was destroyed. He was the only survivor. He was very young yet. He, now he's dead. So I, I used to, uh, many times we used to drive together to uh, the slaughterhouses and he used to talk to me. You know, he had to unburden himself. So he said to me, he said, you know, I never ate real non-kosher in the camps. When they served uh, what they called meat the soup, et cetera, I traded it for bread. Because he said I said to myself that when I get out, I want to be a shochet. And if I'm a shochet, then it can't be that I should eat blatantly non-kosher food. And he says, the thing that kept me alive is that I was going to be a shokhet. So uh, I'm in awe of such a person. Because the test made him more. I had a friend, uh, a very good friend, Mr. Rappaport from Miami Beach. See, so he also was in the camps. He also, so he and he had come to Israel in 1937, and he bought an apartment there in Israel. He was a wealthy Jew. He was Hungarian Jew. And then he went back to Hungary because it was going to be everything was going to be all right in Hungary. And then the. At the end of the war in 44, all the Hungarian Jews were taken away. His family was destroyed, but he survived. And he came to me, he used to come every Purim and tell me the same story. He brought Michel Achmonis, and then he would sit down and tell me a story. And uh, He uh, said, the thing that kept him alive, he said every night in the camp he furnished his apartment in Israel in his mind. So he said that's what kept him alive, that he had the apartment in Israel. And he furnished it in his mind. So all of that... uh, these people became greater because of what happened to them. Other people were unfortunately diminished because of what happened to them. So Avraham Avinu, his key to life is Vayevo Hashem. Whatever happens in life, he sees Hashem. And therefore, he can even see Hashem when somehow he has the impulse to sacrifice his son, even when it's going to cost him his future, even when it's going to go against everything that he has ever preached and stood for, because he still sees Hashem. There are people, and that's what the Lord complains to Moshe about, they only see Hashem on their terms. And That's what it means, in, I have a name called Hashem. That name is a constant in life. It's not, so to speak, only when certain things happen. So all of us feel Hashem, you know, at the end of Niila and Yom Kippur. Or we may feel it at a great family simcha. We're privileged to see generations. We even see it on the recording. <laughs> <laughs> Which doesn't work. So the Bonjam complained to them. He said, You see Hashem on your terms. So that's not how it works. The ovos the ovos saw it not on their terms, but they saw it in its totality. And that is the idea of Ayeru Elov So therefore, he is sitting alone, Kachom Ayom, very hot day. Rashi says, Otsi Chamam in Arteka, it's 40 degrees Celsius. And he sees people. He doesn't know they're angels. He doesn't know who they are. One of the great qualities of the house of Avram was that uh, people entered as Bedouin Arabs and they left as angels. It was a transformative experience. It happens to us in life. There are people that change us. People that somehow touch a spark within us that we never knew we had, and all of a sudden there it is. And therefore, the, the pshat and the Posuk, the next pasuk is VaYomer. He, when he sees the three men, he says, D'alad Vov Nun Yud Adonai." Which means my masters. He's speaking to them. I'll know, please don't go away. Come by me. But according to Rashi, he's speaking to Hashem also. And both things are true. Because when we speak to a human being, we are speaking to Hashem. That's what it says. There's a piece of him that's godly. How do we react to that? How do we see that? How is that possible? And the problem always is that if the person is different than I am, Henry, you're going to get an A for perseverance. <laughs> that's saddest. We see somebody, so we immediately see the difference. He's not me. And we don't see that it's Elemilla King. We don't see that he really is me. To a great extent. And that was the magic of Avraham Avinu. Avraham is well aware of what Zdom is. He's not naive. He knows that Parra wants to take his wife. He knows that Avimela wants to take his wife. He knows that the, the, there's wars and that booty and they want. He knows all of that. He's been through all of that. But he emerges greater because of the fact that he still sees in people that tell him He still sees the greatness. So that's Vayera of Vashem. To him God he God appears always. He's always there. Everybody that he meets. And that's something that the world itself comes to recognize. We'll see in Chayaj Sora, they will say. The See Elohim Matov You're the Prince of God. When you saw Avraham Avinu, they also saw God. That doesn't stop them from taking money when they shouldn't, because only human beings can compartmentalize that way. But they recognized a superior being. They recognize there's something here. And that's how he is able to bring people to the idea of monotheism. And he's able to encourage people that they should also see God. And force say, Vayero Elov Hashem Be'ilone Mamre. It was the, the Targum says it was the plains of Mamre. Mamre is a person. He's a friend of Avram Avinu. Rashi says that Avram Avinu asked him about the circumcision. So that's a different she'er that I'm not going to give you now. I mean, why if, if God told him to, to circumcise, what does he have to ask Mamre? But in any event, Mamre supports Avram Mamre sees in Avram the Nesi Elokim Because Avram saw in Mamre the Tzelem Elokim that he had. He awakened that spark within him. So when the Torah says, HaShem HaShem appears to Avram all the time. It's not a one-time visit in whatever happens in life. And because of the fact that he is constantly aware, so therefore life takes on a different meaning. What looks like something that is mundane is really not. Three people come, they make a meal for themselves, big deal. I have guests for Shabbos. Wonderful! No, it is a big deal because that's an expression of Ayerah Ela We say it Ratzak Kodesh Baruch Hu they Israel. The Rebbe Nisholim wanted to give us positive lives. That's what L'Zakos means. Klut positive life. L'fichach Torah mitzvahs. She gave us mitzvahs wherever we turn. This is a mitzvah, this is a mitzvah, this is a mitzvah. Because then we meet God in all sorts of places that we didn't think about originally. i give you honest count and change in a store, I'm doing a mitzvah. I'm, you met God at the cash register. How do you think that way? So that was the greatness of Torah mitzvahs and the greatness of Chalya That That's how they thought. That's, and that's how you can survive the Shoah. Other people would have been absolutely Never would have risen again. Look at the Armenians; they never got over what happened to them in World War One. Terrible tragedies. Armenia is gone. Who cares about Armenia anymore? Shmi Hashem lo nadati But you, I told in the name of Hashem, you have that open channel you have that ability for greatness. And that is the lesson that's implicit in the simple word of ayerah, and that people can experience in their own lives on many, many different occasions and be able to extract from it the faith that sustains us for all time. Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Uh, Two announcements. Sunday night, this Sunday night, 8 o'clock, there's a memorial meeting for Rabbi Jonathan Sachs. Here in Shul, Rabbi Kenigsberg and I will uh, say a few words. So that's 8 o'clock this uh, uh, Sunday night. And next Saturday night, a week from uh, Shabbos is the first of our new lecture series this winter on interesting people that we have met on the way home. And uh, you can make reservations with Rabbi Amso by email and by phone. The phone is in Torah tidbits. And if you didn't make reservations, you can come anyway, and we'll extract the money from you at a different time. <laughs>